The great comparative literature and mythology professor Joseph Campbell once said, follow your bliss and don't be afraid. And doors will open where you did not know they were going to be. The spirit of the podcast is to learn how former Wego Wildcats followed their bliss and for us to get inspired and learn from their stories. Welcome to Wego Places. I'm your host, Brian Turnbaugh, English teacher at West Chicago High School since 2001. Today's guest is Kurt Gravitt from the class of 2013. Kurt graduated from the University of Colorado with a Bachelor's of Science in Environmental Design with a focus in Architectural Design. Kurt works for the construction firm Rothschild Downs as a project manager and CAD manager. Kurt's current project is at the Hudson Yards in New York City, where he coordinates all retail construction in the shopping center. Links to this impressive Hudson Yard project will be posted on the Podbean page. Joining us today is Kurt Gravitt from the class of 2013. Kurt, what do you do? I'm currently working as a project manager for a company called Rothschild Downs. Uh, The company I work for offers high-level management services for large developers and landlords throughout the country. Uh, I'm currently living in New York City, working on the Hudson Yards project located in Midtown here along the Hudson River. It's a mixed-use development project consisting of seven towers currently in the first phase and a mixed-use shopping center with, you know, entertainment and restaurants and, of course, retails and and stores. Uh, The whole project itself is costing about an estimated $20 billion for, you know, construction, development, and that's for all the other towers. I work strictly in the shopping center. They call it the retail podium. Um, I've been here for almost a year and a half now, actually a little over and worked alongside two construction management companies here and focused on preparing over 80 tenant spaces for a construction startup. So that was, you know, providing utilities, bringing in water, air, condensed water for one of their units, um, anything that the tenant space would need to function um, before the construction started. And uh, the shops opened last March um, and have been open ever since. So it's kind of what I'm up to now. Could you define what mixed use means? Uh, mixed use is just that there's retail, there's restaurants, and there's entertainment. So it's not strictly shops. Uh, it's kind of spread out. They, they're aiming to serve the it's, the mall is connected to two towers um, that are office spaces. So they're kind of aiming to get different clients. It's not just shoppers. It's your businessmen and your tourists as well. You kind of have different pulls for um, the public you know, what your programs are for the center. How long will the project last? It's open now. So the grand opening was March of, you know, just a few months back. And I'm still working here currently. So there's still more to be done. Tell me about how you came to be involved with uh, construction and the work that you do with computers to help kind of design your visions and how they become real. Um. Well, I guess so the path that I chose or kind of followed to get to this point, obviously West Chicago High School, class of 2013, I then attended the University of Colorado, where I studied architecture at the Environmental Design School. So there is kind of where I got my the most experience with computer programs, technology, everything that I use today. Um, and it all kind of started in high school in a way, because I went and took, you know, drafting classes with Mr. Johnson and art classes with Mr. Exner, uh, which kind of led me to kind of begin all of this creative 
um, path that I followed to get where I'm at now um, and all the programs that I use today. today. What did, so when you got to the University of Colorado, what was what drew you to the uh, that particular school? Um, I applied to a lot of different places. This one had mountains. <laughs> um, yeah, but they had a good engineering school and a good architecture program there. And the environmental design program is very unique compared to a regular architecture school. They focus on, you know, eco-friendly and sustainability in their design. So the school itself was just very design-based. You kind of had a lot of freedom, uh, which I really liked. So that drew me. It wasn't as much of a, you know, nut and bolts architecture program as a lot of other schools provide. What were some of the projects that you worked on that uh, that you were like most proud of when you were doing your undergrad? My senior project was probably one of my favorite ones. It was heavy on the model building at the end. So I kind of did a sustainable think tank sort of machine shop that the public and classes could, you know, theoretically go and attend. And it was kind of about the materiality. It was all solar panel powered and had a lot of very cool eco-friendly designs. And it was, you know, located up in the foothills of the mountains there as a theoretical project, which is very fun to design. Cool. What what are some of your favorite parts about architecture, like in terms of design? Is it like what part of the challenge of building is so interesting to you? A lot of it's just the, uh, it's like the experience when you're in a building, you know, that you really enjoy and the materiality of it and just kind of exploring it. And I think that a big part of it for me is actually seeing, you know, project you've been working on be physical. You can be there, you know, experiencing the site, seeing how people enjoy it or might, you know, maybe don't enjoy it. And I think all of those things combined together just for the really the experience of being in a building or on a site or an environment that someone else's design. That must very, be incredibly gratifying to, you know, begin with a, a figment of an idea and then materially create this and then have uh, the end user of the people in the building um, experience it exactly the way that you had uh, intended. What was your first experience of when that happened? Um, definitely this project. The grand opening was pretty incredible experience. We had a lot of people show up and still today the the center here is busy with people every weekend, even during the week. It's extremely crowded for a shopping center. Um, the restaurants are obviously pulling in a lot of our crowd, but it's been very gratifying, like you said, to kind of see everyone perusing around, enjoying things, pointing at things, taking photos, having fun. So, Kurt, can you walk me through what uh, your day looks like, or maybe like what from the moment you come up come up with an idea to um, actually you know seeing it kind of made materially in front of you, what does a typical day like look for you at work? So uh, currently, I'm actually not as involved in the design side of things as I would like to be. One day, I'm really more of a construction management role right now, uh, getting my feet wet in the field, really, so to speak. Um, so. For the last year and a half in you know, provisioning all these spaces, getting everyone ready for construction, I've actually been using BIM modeling, which is building information management. And you kind of three-dimensionally have the building guts, so to speak. So you've got all the HVAC, mechanical utilities, 
you know, electricity provisioning, everything that, you know, makes a building work is what I was really working in the last year. And then actually following up in it in the field and making sure everything got constructed on time and met all of our dates in order to get the center open in March as it did. So currently I'm not as involved in the design phase. What are some of the challenges and, uh, again, the great breakthroughs or uh, success stories that happen uh, when you were involved with this uh, project? Uh, challenges is definitely just the amount of players that are out here, so to speak. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a lot of very high-level people who are involved in a project of this size, and being New York seems to only you know exponentiate that mm. area. Um, and then on top of it, there's just so many people to manage on the site, getting a, a center this size built um, in the time that we did and all the effort that has to go into coordinating that and making sure everyone's on top of everything and you know installing things correctly was definitely the biggest hurdles to get over in the past year or so. Um, but the gratifying moments, really just seeing it all come together. Um, you meet a lot of pretty incredible people on a job site of this size as well, so kind of all part of the fun so to speak yeah what how how has uh preparing for this career and uh, and being in it as well have you been able it, it seems like you would bring you to some really cool uh, places like so you're in new york now have, have there been any other opportunities to travel with this job or would you see yourself uh going on to the kind of different places as well yeah so currently when i used to work in denver for the same company i would travel to job sites throughout, you know, the Colorado area. A lot of them were in Denver. Some of them were in like suburb areas. Um, so just, you know, minor travel there, going to job sites and checking on things and then kind of reporting back. Then they sent me out here to Manhattan to work and build out this project. Um, and it sounds so far like the next stop's going to be Nashville, Tennessee, actually. When, when is that so, project going to start? Um, Looking like November for me, it just kind of depends on when we get, you know, all the people involved at the right time. Um, but, you know, handful of months. Wow. Now, so when you're, as you're doing like the project uh, management, uh, how much does that involve? Like, do you have to like, so when you're on site, what does that look like? How, how much is it spent like actually, you know, working with the people versus, you know, double checking the designs? What does that look like? Um, for me, it started out with walking the site a lot. When I first showed up here, I was walking, I mean, I still walk a lot, but I was walking 10 miles a day, if not a little more for my first couple of months, just really familiarizing myself with the building with a set of plans and a set of plans these days is an iPad. So I have all the building plans on my iPad. I'm walking around, making sure things are matching, making sure things are sized correctly, um, you know, to provide what uh, specific tenant space would need based on square footage. Um, and it's just a one big construction site. It's a lot of chaos, a lot of uh, being aware of your surroundings, of course, all your protection equipment. So it's definitely a exciting experience, but it can be kind of high stress. How would you describe maybe your learning curve to have this uh, incredible uh, project uh, uh, so early in your career? Um, I mean, the original surprise really was coming out here. I, I'd been working on this project actually just in AutoCAD form, which is, you know, computer based drafting program, doing lease plans for this mall, setting out, um, spatial layout diagrams, which is kind of how you get the tenant process started. 
um, you know, on a tenant by tenant basis. And, you know, I told my boss, if I can go to Hudson Yards and work there, it's definitely what I want to do. And he kind of started to make those wheels turn and get things rolling. And then by the time I showed up out here, that was really the big surprise. Just getting into, you know, getting involved in a project this size with my first big career, you know, big job out of school. Um, and it was really kind of trial by fire, to be honest. The learning curve was harsh, um, but I learned pretty quick. And we had a pretty amazing group of people out here to help me as well get started. So really the challenges are getting familiar with the building and, you know, learning how to um, really control what's going on out in the field and understand how to talk to people in a way that they get it as well, because every, you know, the construction site is such a different world. Everyone kind of has been in this business for a long time. I was one of the younger people on site, if not the youngest in a position that I was in. So just kind of learning how to run with a big dog, so to speak on the job site. So what's going to be the, the new job in Nashville? It'll be similar. So Nashville's another mixed use development project right in the heart of the city. Um, pretty cool project. There's a museum involved in that one, a few restaurants, you know, retail spaces. It'd be much smaller scale, I believe, just in terms of square footage and amount of people involved in the project, but it will be, um, at its core, the same thing I'm doing now, just getting tenants ready for construction start and managing them throughout the process of opening their stores, leading all up to the grand opening of that project. So. And you think this will be a similar, like maybe uh, a couple year project, perhaps? Um, I'm gonna, I'm anticipating a year um, in the field there and on site. So typically, that's kind of when the tenants and you know all the clients show up to build out their spaces within the uh, we call it like the core and shell of the building, right? You've got the one large shopping center or building that everyone's going to come and populate. So about a year out is pretty typical for starting that kind of work. Um, so yeah, year to maybe two as I can. So now where do you, where do you live in the city in New York? I live right across the river from the city. So I actually live in New Jersey, but I take a ferry to work every day. So it's a pretty quick process. It's like a 25 minute commute, maybe a little less. Like when you're working with computer programs and all that, which which one have you found to be? Obviously, you, have, you deal with CAD is the one that you use most. What have been some of the more other programs that are very uh, helpful mm-hmm. for uh, your career? Uh, there's some pretty cool ones out there that I learned throughout my time at college. Uh, Revit's one of the newer ones that's been, I wouldn't say new as a program, but new in terms of how many people are starting to pick up and use it in different firms. Um, not only can you draw, you know, two dimensional as an AutoCAD program where you're really just, you're, you're simulating what you would do by hand, right? You're drawing drawings in a computer program, but then Revit will actually take those drawings and oh, cool. turn them three dimensional based on a set of properties. So one line could be, you know, a eight inch masonary, masonary wall made out of, you know, bricks and blocking and another wall, you would give that another line that property would be, you know, a wall made out of sheetrock and studs. So you can really create the whole building three-dimensional and then chop it up by floor. And then that program even has another step, which is a separate program made by the same developer where you can do the BIM properties like I talked about earlier, which is all the inner workings of the building. So you can really make it all come together 
and then you can pull it apart really easily. Um, it's pretty neat, very comp- very complex, though I don't know it nearly as much as I'd like to. That sounds so fun to play around with. If you can conceive of the idea and just play around with it, that would be really cool to play with. Ugh, how neat. Um, yeah, it really helps you get you know an idea for what you're looking at in the building as it's being built, as well as just kind of what to cross-check when you're out there watching everything come together. Would it be able to simulate the type of physics involved in the exchange of the force of what you're trying to drill into? I mean, I'm, I know I'm, I'm going yeah. like, would it do something like that? There definitely is. So you can, a lot of the, you know, the steel structure and really the big ticket items for the load bearing, um, you know, essential load bearing parts of the building is really what they test the most. And that's so they stress test steel and they've got all those different properties and that's all based on, you know, tests they've done in real life, so to speak, but it's pretty, pretty interesting stuff. It's very, very intuitive and very complex. If you know how to use it, you can make it do a lot of pretty interesting things that are useful. Kurt, you've been so generous with your time. And I was wondering if you could leave us with some uh, tips of success. Um, sure. I'll do my best. So I suppose my words of wisdom for anyone graduating and looking to figure out what to do next is to um, strive to kind of better yourself and follow the things that you love and enjoy. Your passions, I think, will help guide you into a career that fits you. Um, I've found that I'm always learning more as I go with every day and week that go by. So staying kind of open-minded or adaptive, so to speak, will kind of help keep a variety of opportunities available to you. There's a lot to be done out here in the world and a lot to work on. So there's no shortage of opportunities in new adventures to go on, so to speak. I can't say I ever pinpointed a time, you know, in the last four years that I was in school, I knew exactly what I wanted to do when I left, just kind of following what you know you enjoy and excites you. Kind of the best advice I can give. Kurt, thank you so much. And well, maybe I'll interview you again after your NAS- or during your Nashville uh, project in a year or so. So that'll be sure good to catch up no to problem. you. Thank you for uh, talking to me. Thanks for listening to We Go Places. If you know of a great guest for this podcast, send me an email at b-t-u-r-n-b-a-u-g-h at d94.org. Music provided by Joe Vilcat.